today I will talk about the act of protesting. In doing so, I'm going to emphasize on the Boston Massacre and the Boston Tea Party. Currently, in the United States at least, many people who stand by the Constitution and die for it have a dose of hypocrisy. For example, the people who stand by the Constitution and abide by it blindly will scrutinize anyone who does not go by its rules. Also, they will use the Constitution to justify their actions, whether these actions are good or bad. A perfect example of this can be seen in the most recent shooting that ended the lives of two people. This person, a 17-year-old named Kyle Rittenhouse, killed two people with an illegally obtained assault rifle. Police officers watched him pass by and did not question him. First, that's the job of a police officer. Second, they could have avoided this. Finally, minority people risk getting shot and killed by law enforcement personnel and now by white supremacists too. So the hypocrisy comes when entitled people throw tantrums as they see other people of all races, but predominantly minority people, out on the streets protesting. Many, and I mean many, of these protests have started due to brutal and wrongful acts by law enforcement towards black people and other minorities too. The reason why I say it is a hypocrisy is because it appears as if the Constitution of the United States only works for a selected few, perhaps white people, and not others, minorities perhaps. Reread the previous example above. Minority people that have been murdered by police officers were not carrying any weapons. Some were murdered inside of their own home. Again, you are supposed to have rights inside your own home or property, but nothing matters really, or at least that is what it appears to be nowadays. Now, to get to the main point, the Boston Tea Party. I will explain a short background of its history. As you may know, white colonists were here in North America before it became the United States of America. To cut to the chase, in the mid-1700s, the English Parliament had been coming down on the colonists for a while from time to time. The highlight of their relationship had always been attached to implications of tax laws. However, two historical events the Boston Massacre and the Boston Tea Party are the focus of this conversation. In the 1770s, the Boston Massacre took place. Massachusetts, being a port of trade, had tensions with the English Parliament. That being said, Boston had many thousands British soldiers overseeing the place. Long story short, in a colonist city, the English parliament would, would and continued to impose laws. And these were tax laws, the ones that I'm talking about, like the Stamp Act and the Townshand Acts. Due to the Great Britain debt that accumulated during the war, the colonists in North America were expected to make up the difference. And how would they do that really? For example, Great Britain imposed its Stamp Act to tax them. This created political discontent and tensions for many other colonists. And really the takeaway from this relationship was that due to the seven years war between France and Britain, that was accumulating. And for whatever reason, 
Britain thought it was a great idea to tax the American colonists. Since they were residing in the land Britain fought to control in the first place, paying taxes could be the least they could do it. It made sense, right? For them, it was like, well, we fought for this land, for this property. You're essentially using this land and this property. The least you can do is give us a little cut. The Townsend Act, in short, placed tax on the American colonists for any imported goods headed to American colonies. On top of this, the British Parliament sent soldiers to ensure laws were being followed. However, American colonists and British soldiers were not a good combination to begin with. All in all, white colonists saw this as being taken advantage of by the British Parliament. The taxation actions by the British Parliament were met by the colonists' protests. In fact, Massachusetts, among other states, boycotted goods coming from Britain. Sounds familiar? See, in the United States, people protest against what they believe is out of the character or any act violating social, human, or ethical rights. To be specific, in the Boston Tea Party, white colonists had enough of the taxation imposed by the British Parliament. On top of taxes, they had British soldiers patrolling states. Enough was enough. After plotting, colonists patiently hid, awaiting the ships with imported goods. After the ships settled, they unloaded these goods in the waters, boiling their merchandise. After so many years of taxation without representation from the British Parliament, the white colonists had enough. They rebelled. They protested. Eventually, from the Boston Massacre to the Boston Tea Party, this led into the American Revolution. Where's the hypocrisy? Well, there have been many instances where minority groups have protested to express their discontent to our local, state, and federal leaders. And time after time, activists have been met with brutal force. The United States Constitution and its First Amendment has provided the protection to its citizens to exercise freedom of speech. It also has given the right for people to peaceably assemble. When I say the Constitution has provided protection, I mean that Congress should not limit or diminish these rights for its citizens. This gives us the opportunity to speak up against any act of misconduct or other violations from our government down to our local town's leaders. I will leave you with two points for you to reflect on. First, why is it that when minority people take their discontent and or concerns to the streets and peaceably assemble to express, they are met with brutal force? Second, think for a moment how the creators of our nation's constitution were all white men. The U.S. Constitution was not written to reflect other races except for white people. A recent example can show the unequal status of this point. White people protested back in March of 2020 against the pandemic lockdown imposed in Michigan. People gathered in the Capitol heavily armed and some displayed swastikas and Confederate flags while demanding against this shutdown. Heavily armed, I said, yeah. A black person risks his life, at times, by simply walking down the street 
and a white person fears for their lives. We have seen these protesters of all races recently met by the military and law enforcement of all entities. Officers have brutalized, ran over, and technically abducted U.S. citizens. What happens to the heavily armed white protesters? Nothing. You've seen it. Nothing. In fact, Trump tweeted saying that they were good people. To say the least, change does not come fast enough with comfortable and casual conversations. Change comes when a person puts pressure on a leader who has the authority to bring change. Voting works too. It, it really does. However, every four years, eight years of re-elected is a long time, especially if the person, say the president, walks back on his promises or loses the best interests of the people. The intention of this conversation was to bring attention to how some people use the U.S. Constitution to justify their own interests, but not for others, perhaps minority groups. Also, to provide historical background to help understand how protesting was rooted back in the colonial times, colonists engaged in protests year after year. Eventually, these protests paved the way into the revolution that brought change. Lastly, this this conversation should give you a glimpse of how the Constitution is not equally applied to each person and to each ethnic group that we have in this country. Just a little piece for you to reflect on and think about.